This is Acceptable Vices for Friday, December 16th, 2016. Tonight, comics. Hey everyone, this is Acceptable Vices. I'm your happy host, Victor Frost, and tonight we're going to be talking about comics, be it print, online, or somewhere in between. Tonight on the show, we've got our comics meister, the guru of the printed page. He is Marvel Universe's worst enemy. It's Scott Johnson. By the hoary hosts of Hogarth! Or Hogarth? <laughs> I don't even know. I was like, I was looking at this list of uh, of Doctor Strange lines, and I'm like, which one can I pronounce here? And I'm like, ooh. I guess I could have done the uh, Eye of Agamotto, but I thought that was too easy. <laughs> For the uh, for the listeners out there who don't tune into the uh, the live stream and watch it afterwards, which is, which are post stream numbers of people going to go and watch the live stream had been actually increasing. Uh, Scott Johnson is decked out uh, in lots of Doctor Strange stuff. He's got the cape. He's got a Doctor Strange shirt. It's, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty legit. Uh, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a beard too, but it's a regular Scott Johnson beard, not a Benedict Cumberbatch beard. Yeah, I should go with the I should go with the Doctor Strange look, right? I mean, I can pull that off. Why not? Yeah, why right? not? <laughs> we also got Cherba. Hey, Cherbs. Hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> yes. Yep. The news calls out hours. Mm-hmm. Ah, so gentlemen, comics. I did. I wasn't aware we had any comics here. <laughs> I think, well, Cherba, you, you did comedy once, didn't you? More than once, in oh, fact. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking comics tonight because it's fun and we all read comics. Um, Skojo, you who are the uh, the bane to the Marvel Unlimited, possibly the person who has gotten the most out of it than anyone else on the planet since you've, what, you've read like everything, right? Oh, no, I've not read everything. What do you... What? <laughs> What do you think I do? Not have a job? Like, geez. No, no. I try to read. Uh, I try to read everything that comes out in a particular week, like six months after the fact. Ah. Um, which uh, you can do on Marvel Unlimited. It's a pretty nice service. Actually, they're they're adding a bunch of like horrific '90s uh, comics at this point. Oh yay! As well as nice. well as their new stuff, where you're like, oh man. Like, oh, they just added a whole bunch of Ghost Rider. Uh, what else did they just put this week? Oh, X Men twenty ninety nine. Oh, they just God. add it. Nice, right? <laughs> That's some quality stuff right there. And like nineties <laughs> ghost. That was some dark times, man. <laughs> I remember yeah. like it was some dude who I'm not entirely sure if he was or was not Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I think it was some other dude with like this weird motorbike and dead children and one of his weapons was like a hellfire shotgun or something huh. and he'd like stab demons open and then shoot them with the shotgun from the inside <laughs> well I guess that's one way to do it you know speaking know, spe- speaking of Ghost Rider um, and Marvel uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is actually really good this season oh. uh fourth season uh they're they have they're doing like a ghost rider arc but they're using not it's not johnny blaze it's uh robbie rays and he doesn't have a motorcycle he has a uh wrote like a 
hot rod. Huh. It's a little bit easier to, uh, you know, <laughs> like a burning motorcycle is probably harder to pull off than a, uh, you know, a cool car. That shoots flames. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, the car hasn't really shot a lot of flames. It just kind of regenerates. But they actually, they pulled them off. It's probably the best <laughs> uh, film or TV version of Ghost Rider, but that's not uh, really what definitive but statement. But what about the Nicolas Cage <laughs> Ghost Rider? That was great. Sure. <laughs> well, the first movie was all right anyhow. The second yeah, movie no, was. Yeah, true. I like a little Cage. Yeah. Uh, I've been um, I've been rereading Manly Guys Doing Manly Things That's a great comic Oh yeah? Do you guys, do you uh, guys read it, about? it? What's it about? Okay Victor? Well um, You know all the big burly guys From video games And movies and stuff You could probably mm-hmm. imagine They're not the most Well adjusted folk um, So naturally uh, Once they're done Doing the things they do In their Their various franchises there has to be a way to make them productive, contributing members of society, you know? Uh, so there's basically an agency where all of these big dudes get placed in jobs and uh, get help adjusting. Uh, the website is The Punchline is Machismo, and it is a solid, good comic. Hmm. Yeah, Who, who's putting it out? A uh, guy, uh, a guy named uh, Koala Squid. Though so, I'm sorry, uh, oh, Kelly cool. Turnbull. There you go, Kelly Turnbull. So, is it like an image comic, or is it online? Or no, it's online. It's um, it's just like a standard comic. Most of it is pretty, you know, standalone. Like any given, any given uh, instance of an any given um, issue of it, I guess. Uh, it's a webcomic, is pretty standalone, but there are, like, arcs that take place. I mean, like, there was one time where uh, there was some sort of, uh, they were infected with a sort of virus that made them all look like Final Fantasy characters. So the guy who runs the placement agency, his name is uh, Commander Badass, has to go and uh, and get it, get that fixed. Hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny. And you'll have, like, uh, like today, like, the most recent one has... Um, God, what the hell is his name? I'm not a big... He's the he's the bad guy from Legend of Zelda. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Gandorf? Thank you. Ganondorf. Because I've, never, yeah, I've yeah. never played yeah. through a Zelda game in my life. So, well, that's hmm. your fault. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? Eh, I've never really had to. Never really wanted to. No. You were never assigned it in uh, in high school, or well, whatever. you know like, what? Like please. I grew up with, I grew up with Sega consoles, so like I never had oh. to go play a Zelda game. I had you know other games to play. I guess we can't all be perfect. Trevor, <laughs> uh, what you uh, at the moment? Yeah, everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you'd like to get maybe you'd like to narrow that down a bit there Cherbs. I, I feel like i feel like Cherba and i both have this problem where we read too many comics and they all kind of blend together so it's like when you're when you're put on the spot yeah. like what are you reading yeah. i'm like oh god what am i reading what aren't i reading yeah oh let's uh. see uh i'm literally just scrolling my list and i'll pick something that i remember is good um let's see uh jitsu wawatashiwa is pretty good which is uh proper title should be actually i'm uh, or at least i think it is i mean translation is not exactly my best skill <laughs> what was it what was it called in japanese again i'll just link you hold thank you on. please 
There is a chap who cannot lie because he is awful at it. It's not anything special. It's not like li- it's not like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. So, uh, apparently, it is released as My Monster Secret by Seven Seas Entertainment. That cover looks pretty. Uh, pretty oh yeah, sketchy. the art is dope. <laughs> so, so he has, he, it's not like a special ability that he can't lie. It's no, he's just shit at lying. He's uh, just shit at lying. <laughs> <laughs> then he's rolling home after school one day and he finds out a secret that this chick he has a crush on is actually a vampire. Can he actually keep the secret? Spoilers, no. Um, <laughs> spoilers, neither can anyone else. Uh, <laughs> Genres, comedy, drama, harem, romance, school life, shonen, slice of life, supernatural. It is the dumbest thing. <laughs> It is so dumb, but it is also so good. And the guy who the guy who writes and draws this does the best faces. <laughs> like right. it is actually pretty sweet as well. Okay, but, I just clicked oh, volume no, it is one. Just I just clicked into uh, chapter one fifty one, and the face of the character right there, like it just in the first panel, is kind of amazing. <laughs> Oh, it gets better. Like, and then just like a, I don't know what that is. is. That like a is that like a like a stomach growl that just says potato? Potato. Yes, yes that is a stomach growl that says potato. <laughs> I think that's one of the best ways to display visually a craving. I think that's actually pretty <laughs> clever. <laughs> I feel like potato. eating sweet potatoes. <laughs> Oh, that's actually pretty good. So is it just, is because this seems like my sort of thing, because I love slice of life, you know, shitty comics. This is great. Uh, it is just like, it's not shitty. It is really, really good. Yeah. But it is still just like really goofy slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> like weird supernatural comedy. Hmm. Nice. Huh. So if oh, you had to a, like, yeah. oh, go ahead, nope. Skojo. You can go. No, no. Oh, if you had, so if you had to compare it to a uh, a more popular like manga or anime, what would you compare it to? Like, is it more like a is it more like a K-On or um, Nichiju or what are we looking at here? I honestly can't say I've read anything that's particularly like it. Huh? It is genuinely something new. Hmm. Uh, I mean, so it's not like um, it's, you know, it's not like you're looking at something like, say, Camphor, where it's standard boy gets turned into magical girl <laughs> kind of has to fight things fair. Yeah, only in high school, uh, and it's not you know, random kid gets magical powers because he's the best that ever was at some particular thing that is somehow <laughs> incredibly relevant to some mystical powers forced to take over the fucking world. Yeah. Uh, reading, I'm I'm reading a uh, slice of life manga right now. I think they stopped putting him out, but I'm still kind of catching up to it. It's uh called uh, Centaur's Worries. Oh yes, yeah. that is a good one. Yeah, I read that one too. Yeah, I read everything. So it's um so y- there are uh, there are um how do I put this um so um monster people right like human monster hybrid and what you end up with is like uh, or rather human animal hybrid people and uh a lot of times in manga this is this is treated in like a very hentai sort of way so when someone recommended this, this comic to me i like how you're dancing around the fact that it is just an incredibly popular car- category of yeah, porn. It, it really is so when someone recommended this to me i was kind of like 
iffy about it. Like, I don't know. They're like, no, trust me. This is for you. Uh, I open. I started reading it, and it's like an entire world of human-animal hybrid people, but it's just like just their daily lives and look into like the weird ass concessions that have to be made on like a regular basis to account for the fact that these people have dramatically different anatomies. Like there was, there's one issue where they do an exchange to a school, to a school. That's just, it's a school, it's a school life slice of life sort of thing. They, uh, the main characters make an exchange to a school of just like mermaids. So all the hallways are filled with water, but like up to like waist level. So it's it's pretty funny and uh, it's not it's 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 entirely harmless. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. So I'm uh, I'm reading this slice of life comic right now. I'm about halfway through it. Mm-hmm. I'm just got distracted off of it. But it's uh, our expanding universe by Alex Robinson. Uh, he's he also he's known for doing like uh, box office poison and a bunch of other like kind of look at a certain age of their lives and all the anxiety and stress of of that time period but uh our expanding universe is all about a bunch of guys or like three friends in their 30s like at each at different points in their life one is like already a parent expecting a second kid one is like just found out that his uh, wife's pregnant and the other guy's like a single dude. And it kind of like goes through trying to like how these guys are trying to like keep their friendship together, but also the stress of being in your thirties and kind of being in different positions in life and how that like causes stress. And it, it really works for me because you know, (laughs) I'm in my (laughs) thirties a little bit uh, on the nose right at that point. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But uh, it's really good. I recommend it. So what is it like? What's the key like ask? What's the key like attracting figure of that to you apart from the people in 30s? But like, is it what well, is, I mean, what's it's, it, what's it's it like especially good at? It's all it's all about like the of holding like your uh, like long term friendships together as you drift apart in just life. Like your journey, you know, like the guy with one kid already is having trouble like does not cannot put up with the dude who's like single and still kind of like just doing whatever he wants not like being real empathetic of his the fact that he has a kid you know like that Mm. sort of stuff and he's just you know it's just it gets tough because your priorities change and some people don't change as much as other people do so that can eventually lead to uh riffs so it's just kind of a interesting look do you prefer to read comics that are that are in in tv terms episodic or ones that have like a a, a long arcing narrative. Um, hmm. I don't. I mean, I think I just like good stories. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I. I mean, obviously, I mean, I prefer when they. It's good when they grab you like that. But then you have the stress of like, oh look, this has like six hundred volumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm not sure I can actually legitimately say that I like good stories. I mean, I do. But most <laughs> of the comics, <laughs> I mean, most of the comics I read are fucking idiotic nonsense. Well, I, uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, I you basically, you basically own that one thread in the forum that's like, convince me to read a comic with one, pa- <laughs> one page. Oh yeah, me and our good friend Jay Mance. Yeah. Fucking oh. Jesus Christ. Like, have you ever read this comic called a Fuka? It's by C.O. Kuji, I think it is. I'd have to look it up, actually. But anyway, everyone knows who... Well, everyone who reads manga, anyway, knows who C.O. is, usually. Yeah. So, 
But uh, anyway, he's got a comic called Fuka, and it's a follow-on to one of his previous comics. And I'm going to spoil the shit out of it because it's like even spoiling it cannot take Ooh. away from the insanity of actually reading it on the art. page. I love the cover art. Holy crap! Oh, the, yeah, the cover art's real nice, it's gorgeous, and the interior art's pretty good too. But basically, we've got a guy who's an introvert but kind of likes music. A man okay. with this girl called Fuka, who's the son of as uh, the son, who's the daughter of the two main character characters of his last manga. Oh, and uh, they form a band and they get along, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, before the big performance, Fuka is hit by a truck and fucking dies. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Not even, that's not even the end. He goes on from there. He's a bit depressed, and they're a bit like, "Oh yeah, you know, things are okay. We'll we'll continue the band anyway." Jesus. And then he meets a new girl who's also named Fuka. Oh my god! <laughs> and it turns out that she's the daughter of the guy who was driving the truck. Uh, okay. <laughs> and like we've just had a chapter where he's like all confused about things, and he's trying to write some new songs, and he's running around, and guess who he bumps into? Uh, another girl named Fuka. Oh no, not another. First one. Wait, what? Um, I haven't read. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read the last chapter yet, the latest chapter yet, but uh, like, I'm just like, okay, it is unclear if this is a hallucination or if she is not really dead or what is going on, but I want to get off Mr. CO's wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeezy. Oh, man. Um, uh, I want to recommend a, a really interesting comic that I've been reading for a while. It's called Super Villainous. The art is not oh. fantastic. Um, it is, it's actually, the art is actually kind of bad, but <laughs> the story. Well, you can't have it all. Yeah, yeah, no, but the idea behind the comic and the and the the story behind it is that there's this supervillain uh, named uh, the Crimson Claw, and um, he's trying to do his normal supervillainy stuff but at the same time he has to uh he has to raise his two kids (laughs) so basically it's despicable me but not detestable garbage yes exactly um (laughs) yeah that's actually you know that that's it you've perfectly summed it up and he's actually committed to being a villain he doesn't become a hero um and his his kids are just totally cool with him they're dad being a villain and pta is really fun to (laughs) to watch wouldn't you be uh yeah let's go joe how's squirrel girl are you uh, uh squirrel girl uh it's good good. yeah i mean uh it's everything uh you want in a comic about a girl with the relative power of a squirrel (laughs) squirrel who's getting their uh her degree in computer science really Hmm, yeah i didn't know that how'd she get her powers anyways I uh, don't think by yeah. radioactive squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> sure she was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm also uh, before I even talk about Marvel stuff. The other non-Marvel comic that I'm getting, I just got the second volume of is Paper Girls by uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a like it, it kind of feels like. Well, it's, it's, it takes place in the 80s, and it's about a, a gang of paper girls that get kind of, like, sucked into an altered dimension. It's kind of a, like a Stranger Things before okay. Stranger Things came out. Sorry, just out of curiosity, um, I'm unfamiliar with the term paper girls. What is that? Well, like, you know, paper boy? Oh, okay. So, like, okay. I thought it was, like, some other term. All right, cool. Got it. You, you <laughs> yeah. thought it was that they made out of paper, didn't you? <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> 
It's just a little bit. <laughs> or maybe they were like journalists. I don't know. Okay. So what happens? They get sucked into an alternate dimension and... Did I, did I lose connection? No, no, no. Your connection's fine. Scott's just attending to some other matters for a moment. <laughs> okay. No, sorry. I, just, I have a parenting thing going on. Ah, Hold a second. No, that's cool. Oh, right. Keep talking. He's just, uh, so, so what happens? To get sucked into the dimension. I have no there. idea. He's the one telling you about that's the book, not me. That's why I was telling. <laughs> that's why I'm waiting for him. <laughs> You've got the wrong Scott, man. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to him. <laughs> you want you want to talk about fucking real stuff though? Yeah. Superior Spider-Man was pretty good, Sup- and especially superior. relevant for this podcast because this podcast has like multiple superior Scots superior spider-man oh i really i really enjoyed the superior spider-man run um that's where uh uh, doc ock is dying and he uh he does this like crazy scheme actually i didn't read the story that comes before superior spider-man which is uh how he gets stuck in spider-man's body but pretty much he supplants his himself into peter parker and huh. becomes the superior Spider-Man. And uh, over a course of a bunch of issues, he listen- he learns that he is not the superior Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he learns but a early valuable on, lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but the cool part is, like, he's just, like, crazy, you know, mad scientist. So he, like, actually uses all this technology that he has to, like, make being spider-man like way easier than, like, Parker ever did. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's still, it's still a big influence on the comic today those that that year or two run by uh dan slot and dan slot's still writing spider-man too Um, (laughs) but uh it's actually a really good it's actually a pretty good storyline uh spider-man's been real i'm not usually a big spider-man fan but i'm really been enjoying what they've been doing on spider-man lately Mm -hmm. they really expanded his world when they did uh they did this crossover event called spider-verse oh yeah and it, and it includes like a million Spider-Men from every dimension. Like there's some these guys going around killing all the people who have Spider-Man powers, and like they're kill like literally going into like the Hostess commercials from the 70s, like the Hostess like Spider-Man on the <laughs> wow. page, and like killing the Spider-Man in the Hostess commercials. To sounds feed, a lot like on him. Sounds a lot like when Deadpool went to kill all the Deadpools. Yeah, and I, it includes it includes a uh, the Spider-Man from the live-action Japanese uh, TV show. So I mean, wow. like it even even has a Spider-Mac, you know. Like it's they've got, got a... uh, they've got Spider-Gwen, who was so popular. I think they actually gave her her own book. Yeah, there's a lot of ongoing Spider series spider of people. different people. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, uh, Silk currently, who's a, a like one of the. Uh, student of one of the other students that was in the class that he got bit she got bit like right after him and then she had to get locked away in this like vault for like 18 years or something damn (laughs) yeah it's pretty brutal it's all it's all it's pretty much like they find out that this the the creature that's gonna that causes the whole spider verse thing like will pretty much figure out where she is and kill her and then like destroy all the spider the web of the world it's it's crazy it's a crazy story (laughs) you know i gotta tell you like marvel is doing pretty good doing these like stories where if you explain them out loud they are ridiculous, <laughs> but when you read them, they work really well. Like somehow, the, all like makes the whole sense. new X- yeah, like the whole new X Men where they pretty much like Beast goes back in time and brings forward the old X Men to or like the original like 
X-Men to the future to see how to try to show like Cyclops where he went wrong. And you're like, this sounds crazy, but it actually works. <laughs> okay. The spider men who at least we know were killed <laughs> include Spider-Man 1602, which is a Spider-Man from 1602. Which means that somehow he was bitten by a radioactive spider before we discovered how to make radioactive spiders. Actually, we have still not discovered this, I should note. (laughs) Well, we know how to make radioactive spiders, just not ones that live very long. Uh, Fantastic Spider-Man, the Spider-Man from the House of M, uh, the Civil War Iron Spider, Armored Spider-Man. I can't even remember what that dude looks like, goddamn. But anyway, uh, what the fuck is that? Alternate AI Apec? I have no idea what that is, but he's some sort of spider bro. (laughs) Spider monster, which is a dude who got bitten by a radioactive spider, and instead of turning into Spider-Man, he turned into (laughs) Man-Spider. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's like, damn it, we got in the wrong order. (laughs) Alternate Spider-Friends Spider-Man. Also, if Spider-Friends is the thing, I didn't know about it, (laughs) and I wish I did. Uh, There's Spider-Cat. You know what's you know what's really great? They go to all these like Spider-Man universes, and the one is the '60s version of Spider-Man, and like everything they try to do to like take the villains down, they just can't kill. <laughs> it's like not a violent cartoon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, there's um, there's apparently fucking this dude called Spider Moon Man who is fucking Peter Parker who got bitten by a radioactive spider and works for the Bugle and all that shit, except it's all set in, like, the first moon colony. <laughs> uh, they've, they've done a lot of Spider-Men. They have. They they also managed to kill off multiple Spider-Women in this. There's six-armed Spider-Man, which is basically just Spider-Man, but with six arms, and the <laughs> art is hilarious. Wait, how do they manage... That was actually... How does he manage to stay that, that, incognito? <laughs> Not he. I, I assume he has to stay in his uh, outfit. <laughs> Have you ever read a webcomic called Spinnerette? No. Uh, it is a similar thing. Woman gets spider powers through genetic manipulation of a spider, and things happen. But she gets the whole six arms thing going on, and what she and even though she is like your, she has your most typical superhero power, as it were of being incredibly thin, busty, and pretty. She spends most of her time in her civilian identity, latex rubber suit that makes her look a bit chubby, and she folds her arms up inside of the suit. Awesome. And it helps with her disguise, because nobody nobody would expect that the chubby lab assistant is actually the super trim spinneret. Well, I'm going to be reading this now. <laughs> it's a really good webcomic, and it is not as male-gazy as my description made it sound, because I'm not good at describing things when I've had this little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so so victor on the uh six-armed spider-man that's actually a spider-man story from the 70s wow where spider-man realizes that he has to stop being spider-man so he makes a chemical con co- cocktail to intended to terminate his spider powers and uh, it only it makes it worse <laughs> He had screwed him up. It, it, it increased his spider powers instead of nullifying them. And, and so, so like, goes, Spider-Verse... Well, fuck. Spider-verse. I'm not sure how having more arms increases your spider powers <laughs> as much as hinders them because you've got six arms to keep track of. Wait. Oh, wait, no, the legs would count, too. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Not as arms, they would. No, but what I'm saying is that, wait, should... Uh, my initial thought was, wait a minute. Well, why shouldn't he have four arm, Four sets of arms and like no wait legs would count so 
Well, it depends on what you consider legs and arms. I mean, spiders have legs, but their front two legs are also their primary manipulating digits. So are they legs or arms? Do, sh- should a dog wear pants around his torso or around the, or in the middle of its body? You know, it's just like... Middle I of his body, this- you fucking heathen. <laughs> what kind of maniac are you? Just, why would you why would you put pants around the bottom half of a dog what kind of idiot would you have to be to do that uh, i mean for a starters you'd have to tighten it so that the belt was right across its asshole the dog's not going to keep that fucking thing on oh also there's a spider-man who is literally a dinosaur <laughs> they pretty much came Wait, up with then every where is the man part co- where okay like so how does the, where does the man part come into that well it doesn't he's called arachnosaur Oh, okay. All that no, matters that's... is whether they have the uh, Spider-Man, the spider totem or whatever that's supposed to give him powers. Because this is like going off of a run of Spider-Man where they tried to say like his powers were really meant to be like some sort of like spider, like totem spirity thing that like people in each reality have. And that's where the Spider-Verse thing occurs where they're mm-hmm. because it's just like there is a Spider-Man in, or a Spider-Woman or a spider whatever in wherever they're at. Like, there is a Spider-Man. That's ridiculous. But, okay. I'm just kind of sad they didn't take the opportunity to, like, have a French Peter Parker who invented a new style of movement throughout the city as a sport and became famous as a result, and his name was Peter Parkour. Oh. See, I saw they have that a... joke coming. I could have stopped it, but <laughs> no, they had a Japanese, no. I mean, they had a, or no, there was a, China, a Hong Kong Spider-Man, and then there was also an Italian uh, Spider-Man. There was a British Spider-Man, and... <laughs> At the end of the whole event, the British Spider-Man's like reality was destroyed because they were going into like Secret Wars. Oh yeah, Spider UK. Yeah, he was like, "I'm sad." <laughs> well, he's English. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> always oh, uh, in, sad. In terms of at old, old time. In, in terms of old comics, I'm reading. I'm currently reading um, Annihilation, which was a uh, cosmic event uh, with uh, like Star Lord before Star Lord was cool. And oh, uh, yeah, pretty like much Star Lord and Star-Lord. Nova. It was Star War, Star Lord, Nova, and like Drax, the Destroyer, and like a couple other people before they were in their pretty much their modern uh, version. And uh, it, it's an event that's kind of funny because it's taking place during the original Civil War, but it's out in space. And they're like completely ignoring Earth because they're facing like this giant universe destroying threat that's like destroying all these like the Kree and the scrolls. And uh, the reason I went back to read it was somebody was talking about um, when Nova comes back after uh, after Annihilation's wrapped up, and he's like talking to Tony Stark, and Tony Stark's like, "Hey, where were you? We needed you for our fight. We had this big like civil war." And and like Nova's like, "You guys suck." <laughs> <laughs> like he just watched like billions of people die, like the entire wiped out. And in the first, before the first issue of Annihilation, like all of Nova Prime, all that stuff you see in like Guardians of the Galaxy that get like beat up by uh, by the Accuser, like that whole world is literally blown apart by the Annihilation wave, <laughs> and there Jeez. are no more Novas anywhere. And actually, Ronin is an, a good guy in this. <laughs> Like Ronan, Ronan, because I mean, like, and he's like, uh, 
exile the Kree Empire, and like they're it's pretty much like it's it's just this like cool comic about like them just kind of retreating as like this wave of horrible insects. You know, insects are always a great like sci-fi villain. You know, insectoid races that could just like appear, and then you have like Thanos too, and it's just <laughs> it's good fun, good cos- Marvel cosmic fun, and it's like pretty dark. Just like can these guys get out of here before you know like retreat this world before the annihilation wave hits? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, Quasar was killed. Yeah. Well, that was the end of that one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, oh, that guy's dead. Oh, there's that cosmic. Oh, and they like their plan. The plan of Annihilation Wave was to capture Gala- uh, Galactus and Silver Surfer, and then use Galactus to harvest the cosmic power of planets. And you're just like, wow, okay, this this is this is big. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Uh. How would you even capture Galactus? He's just like lobbing out his big net. Are you, are you like putting out a pile of planetoids, just like free you use, snacks? You use use other ginormous cosmic beings to do your will. Huh. What's that guy that collect the the, uh, the the collector, right? Dude, just the collector. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's yeah, somebody. Galactus. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy cosmic <laughs> beings. I mean, you could see the drugs that the <laughs> the writers were doing when they were making in the seventies when they. We're really like filling out Marvel Cosmic. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I I recommend it. I recommend it. It's uh, it's like if you really want like a good like kind of Starship Troopers, but with like you know Marvel Cosmic going on. Uh, Annihilation's a pretty good comic. Do you read? Uh, uh, do either of you read Girl Genius? Yes. Uh, nope. Ah. In fact, here's a fun fact for you. My regular avatar is actually an old drawing uh, by the colorist of Girl Genius from before Girl Genius existed. Sure, but can you explain Girl Genius to uh, Discojo? And our listeners? And our listeners, by extension. I probably can, yes. Would you please, then? (laughs) Okay, so basically, Agatha Heterodyne is a lass who is... You know, works in a workshop in a sleepy little town, goes to university, all that sort of business. And then adventures happen, and it turns out she finds out that she is a thing called a spark, which is basically a crazy super genius. Also, I just opened the webpage, and holy shit, this dude has Yu-Gi-Oh here. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I went there too, and I was like, whoa, this is some Yu-Gi-Oh action right there. Yeah, no, that this, that's new. Um, but, uh, Basically, not only does she find out that she is a spark, she also finds out that she is the daughter of some of the most famous sparks in the entire world, the very famous Heterodynes, who turned out to have ruled a large portion of the land, except they don't anymore, and also people are really terrified of them, including the current ruler of the land, who is a bit of a despotic dick, but... You know, she also hangs out with his son and the son of the other major power of the continent, the Storm King. And there's lots of adventures and crazy things built. It is a pretty good steampunk comic. You should go read it. Yeah, and and, and to say it's steampunk is a bit of an understatement. This (laughs) is the steampunkiest comic i have ever read i could not tell by the like border design <laughs> the abundance of you mean you can tell by the abundance of gears yeah you know the one the one negative from this comic not having read it but just looking at the art is i really do not like the way this person does faces phil foglio and yeah. what's so chops foglio that i can't uh, remember the name of kaja kaja and phil foglio well it's like it's like it's almost it's they're like doing the like comic strip facial art it, but with like varies. really super specific on everything else no i mean I, it's, it's perfectly fine i just 
I don't know. That first, that kind of art drives me nuts a little bit. Hey, uh, Scott, did you ever used to read Dragon Magazine? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, not like regularly, but I had. I, I just found. I just found all my Nintendo Power Wizard magazines and a few of my Dragon magazines. Now you're playing with power. Well, if you go and flick through your old, uh, your old Dragon magazine, see if you can find a comic strip in there called "What's New with Phil and Dixie," because you should actually recognize the art from Girl Genius there, because it's the same guy. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't like that art either. They also did. Um, they also oh, did really? uh, an expansion for Munchkin, which is pretty good. That uh, well, well, that might also explain where I've seen this art. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Um, I actually have uh, t- two boxes of Shay Geeks that have sat on my shelf for years. They got played once, and it was garbage. <laughs> Fucking, I'm not a fan of Steve Jackson games. It turns out. Yeah. Ah, all right. One more comic each. And then we're done for the night, guys. Uh, Chirba. What? <laughs> what do you want from me? You got one more comic you can recommend to people? Probably. All right. Do you want me to just roll a dice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm cur- oh, By the way, I'm currently sitting at 186 unread because I've been skipping a week. So, <laughs> um, Let's see. Something that isn't too cheesecakey but is also actually good mm-hmm. and that I haven't recommended before. I know that's what's hard. I'm trying to. I'm looking at the like the list of comics. Right, well, and I'm like, have I, while you guys talk, are looking, while did you guys I talk are, about okay. last time? I don't remember. Um, oh, I'm going to recommend right, if you haven't already read it and or decided whether or not it's for you or not. I'm going to recommend questionable content uh, by Jeff Jacques. I'm bad. Jacques. Yeah, I'm bad with French last names. Anyways. Uh, He's good. Canadian, you maniac. Yeah, I. It's Frenchy. <laughs> Anyways, um, it is a good comic, I think, um, about the uh, the daily lives of a little of a social circle uh, in a sleepy town called Northampton in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, there are robots, lots of robots. This is like a post singularity sort of 2016, and. I enjoy everyone's a hipster and everyone's angsty all the time. Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> Some people are very not angsty and they get very frustrated by the level of angst. But it uh Yeah, but Pint Size was already covered under robots. <laughs> I think Hanalore kind of doesn't uh deal with the level of angst either. She just doesn't deal with it. And uh, the art style this is one of those comics where if you compare if you saw the uh, the latest uh, the latest uh, comic and compared it to the first one, they are so far apart. It is unfathomable that they could be created by the same person. But uh, he's he's done a penny arcade, has he? Where the art from the first strip and the latest strips <laughs> oh, are yeah. like so different from each other that you practically would not suggest they're the same artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is a thirteen-year-old uh, comic. And it shows the uh, it shows a increase in uh, artistic skill over the thirteen years for sure. Well, one would hope, right? Yeah. Well, you know, unlike say, for example, Control Alt Delete, which is hey man, still... there's not much improvement you can make when everything's copy and pasted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh... 
Uh, I'm not even kidding. Like he did. No, he, you know how Penny Arcade does maker strip panels? Yeah, yeah. At uh, at packs. Well, Tim Buckley at his knockoff packs did a knockoff maker strip panel, which included like there is actual footage of him going into folders where it's like, oh, eyes, mouths, arms, hands, things like that, and just like grabbing bits and pieces I mean, and pasting and you know them together. What? And you know what? If you if you want to streamline and make the mo- make uh, creating comics the most efficient way possible, sure. But you know, y- if you're not developing your art, I don't know. Kind of kind of takes the sincerity or the uh, or the honesty out of it. Uh, <laughs> not to be all pretentious and shit, but uh, yeah, questionable content. That's my recommendation. If you haven't already read it, uh, go back and start from the first one. And then just read all the way to the beginning, to the uh, to the wow, end. Wow, that'll take yeah. that'll take a while for people who aren't crazy people and don't read it like a thousand words a minute. <laughs> all right, uh, Cherbo, have you have you got something? I will say one thing in the fa- one thing in favor of questionable content. It's that Jeff's fucking coming up with fake shirts game is on point. Yeah, like I like all of the shirts this guy makes for his characters. Like casual Friday shark shirt was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a shark with its tail in one leg and a pair of trousers. Anyway, <laughs> fucking just a cute fun one is Bird Cafe. Cute art, cute stuff, cute things that occur. It is enjoyable. There's not much of it, so there. <laughs> Basically, a salary man gets lost in the woods and finds a cafe run by two bird sisters. And they are like half bird, half person, but they lean far more towards the bird end of the spectrum mm. insofar as having beaks and wings and dust baths. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he meets the cast of characters who hangs around in that forest, which include a lot of other bird people, including one bird person who is like uh, what is meant to be an incredibly attractive woman's body with just a fucking owl head. <laughs> They don't appear to like, have beaks, though. I'm looking at this, and they have the bird feet and the wings. I'm not seeing beaks, though. Uh, the younger one has a beak. I'm not sure if the older one does. Huh. So I'm not looking at the comic right now. But yeah, her what's her mouth that is always kind of diamond-shaped? That's because it's actually her beak. Ah. They actually draw her in the beak when Jesus. she's doing something like pecking at the floor or whatever. Okay. Oh, cool. So it's a four. It's a uh, four-panel comic. Sort of uh, it switches between four panel and full page, mm. but yes. I'm ish. going to probably read all of this today. Well, you probably could read it all today. There's only like 14 or 15 chapters. Yeah. If I wanted to be really cruel, I'd recommend that you read Schlock Mercenary, which is a comic which has been going since like the year 2000 every single day without missing a day. Wait, seriously? That's ridiculous. It's astounding <laughs> like there's literally 17 books wor- uh sorry 16 books worth of comics that he's actually released Jesus. it's nuts oh, wow. uh yeah the very first comic is monday june 12 2000 wow every the- single day since then he has made a comic and the art quality has only gotten marginally better well i would say a bit i would say a bit more than marginally He's got shading going on. He's got a hell of a lot more than shading going on, considering the first strips, no offense, Howard, look like they were drawn in MS Paint. <laughs> huh. Well, at any rate. Ah, uh, Skojo, one more comic from you. 
Yeah, I just got done reading the 12 issue run of Spidey, which is kind of a nice little series of you you were asking me whether I like like one shots or overarching plots like Spidey's 12 issues of just classic Spider-Man tales before he was like good, you know after and he like actually took over as spider-man so it's like at the beginning he's like i i'm the spectacular spider-man well that's probably too much am i just spider-man nah i'm just kind of spidey right now i'm like not quite you know the hero that he wants to be it's him starting out he's not as good it's just it's really really just a fun <laughs> comic oh, it's just okay. basic spider-man stories uh done well with more of a modern uh you know storytelling Hmm. Uh, style and uh, a little bit of the it has a little bit of the humor that the the most recent spider-man uh tv show had like the uh, spider-man um what the um, hell was that called uh, um, i think it's called ultimate ultimate Spider-Man? yeah ultimate spider-man where there's just like a really kind of nice like non sequitur humor going on uh or like just kind of going to like oh my day's been crappy and it'll show like him like a single panel of him fighting like different villains and having like you know crappy things happening to him or whatever you know it's just <laughs> it's just like well done light it, it pretty much epitomizes what you'd want out of spider-man too bad it's only 12 issues but because i was really really enjoying it all right well that is uh that's a bunch of comics and what we think of them uh just a kind of a light episode uh next week uh if we do an episode at all given its proximity to uh to christmas and people obviously having plans and stuff uh we might now we might just do a you know short episode but if i were you i wouldn't expect an episode next week oh i'll just do an episode with my dog (laughs) yeah there you go turbo is gonna do an episode with uh mr darcy there you go (laughs) no he's not um All right, well, if we don't see you uh, for Christmas, uh, then you guys, uh, all you listeners out there, have a wonderful uh, Christmas. Happy holidays, uh, whatever your whatever your festivity of choice is to be uh, in this le- these latter weeks of December. We hope you have a good one, and uh, see you next time on Friday Night Party Line. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.